contemplate the workings of the inner being. Your eyes are wide open, but are you really seeing? Welcome back. Welcome back. Mentor in the Mirror. Featuring Doc. Boom, boom. In a world where people. unlikely strangers. Where people had legs and arms. What? In a world, you know, in a world, you know, trailer guy always says. Are you making fun of people that don't have legs and arms? Or it only can include people? Not everyone has legs and arms, Ta. I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway, that I'm has so nothing to do sorry. with anything, but I'm not that so anything sorry. we ever say does. So our friend Ryan Nidal, which if you haven't listened to his podcast, highly recommend it. He's awesome. Go listen to it right now. Posted on his Facebook about what do you think of panhandlers? Do you give them any money? And Tom and I actually just talked about this like a week before he posted it. Um, basically how we judge panhandlers. And it's like... Like, we passed this older guy who clearly would have a hard time finding a job. Clearly, for a barrage of reasons. But he had on nice headphones, or what I perceived as new headphones, like the over-the-ear. But you know you can get that shit for 25 bucks. It's not... Anyway, doesn't matter. But I noticed in my head that as I was reaching into my pocket to grab some money, that there was this like, well, he has new headphones, though. And so Ta and I started talking about that because I said, wow, I actually noticed within myself the judgment that it's like, well, if he can afford new headphones, he doesn't need my hard-earned money. And this whole idea of hard-earned money and this this whole thing. So as I was reading through some of the posts um, on Ryan's Facebook and hearing people and their perceptions and I'm not going to feed their drug habits and I'm not going to do this, Ta and I have been discussing it in more detail and we're like you know what let's bring it on our show and like talk let's about it talk about it i mean listen <clears throat> where i come from in flatbush there's a lot of homeless people and uh you know it was it was a big thing f- for us to judge us mean meaning me and other kids in the neighborhood to judge the people who were homeless or smelled crack bad on the train you know, we judged that they were yeah. crackheads we judged that everybody that is homeless either did something bad to get a themselves they did they, they were on drugs alcohol or they deserved it in they, some yeah kind they, of there way. was something there was there was some and i mean you know as you know in a hospital when i worked in the er this is one of this is how i got out of that mentality was when i was working in the er over that that 25 year stretch of being in the hospital and and dealing with people who were undomiciled that's what we call it because you know domicile is your home yeah you know if you're undomiciled we had to to interact with them. And a lot of the nurses, the doctors, the people in the hospital would treat the people who didn't have homes like shit, literally. And um, Or they're just looking for drugs or they're just looking for whatever. Or they would come in and be like, hey, can I have a sandwich? And I'd give them a sandwich and the other nurses would be like, why are you giving them a sandwich? They're just going to come back. And I was like, so? So what? Well, they don't pay. When they come here, they don't pay. I'm like, so? They're not doing anything. They're sitting in the in the... In the waiting area. Anyway, so back to the to the panhandling situation. Whenever I have something in my pocket, or I, you know, we even keep money in the car. We do. We keep. Uh, and don't tell anybody. Dollars. Don't tell anybody this. And don't break into our car. Some non undomiciled. I mean, person. it's like five bucks. Usually. Yeah, but you break my window, then I have to go through a whole lot of shit. You know. If I'm somebody saying, is man. that hard up for five dollars, then they can whatever. have whatever. But listen, so I mean. 
me giving my money to whoever, and and I've had people give me shit about giving money to homeless people. Oh, they're just going to go do drugs buy with alcohol. it. Oh, they're going to buy alcohol with it. Oh, they're going to get crack with it. I don't give a shit. It, honestly, it's, it's not, not my, my business. business. And this is what we talk about a lot is where does the idea come? Like when I, if I'm walking into a gas station or a restaurant or a store and I hold the door open for somebody else, I don't look back to see if they're fit enough to hold it open on their own. I do it because I can, because I have the time, the energy, the resources to hold the door open for them. And to have this weight on money as, oh, well, I'm not going to spend this hard-earned money that I earned. I don't sit and go, well, I'm not spending this muscle energy. Uh, you know, I earned this. I take care of my body so I'm strong enough to open this door. To me, it's all energetic exchange. What difference does it make if it's dollar or body, energy, whatever? It's well, effort. It's also the value that we place on things yeah. and the idea of deficit that's buried in our, and it's, it's embedded in our society around everything is, you know, there's not enough. There's not enough money. You know, the, the five bucks or the dollar. I remember the first time you gave somebody five dollars, we were in the car and you were like, do you have a dollar? You have a dollar here, here. And you reached into your pocket and you pulled out a five dollar bill i was like wow that's five dollars you were like so what and i was like oh yeah so what right what difference does it make if it's five dollars ten dollars we've given people twenty dollars we've given people fifty dollars before and it doesn't make a difference what it is if we have that available then why not share with another human being whatever it is that they're doing you know if if and if somebody is doing drugs right oh my gosh god forbid someone's gonna go buy some crack where what if they're, you know, this give me giving them five bucks stops them from breaking somebody's window or robbing somebody or doing something else? Well, even all of that aside, even if all of that, none of that's happening, how it's semantics. That's a lot of energy to even sit and think about. You know what I mean? If I have something that I can give and someone's asking me for it, if someone walks up to me on the street and says, hey, man, do you have some gum? Like, yeah, here, sure. Take it, whatever. It's just, do I have what I need? And would giving this to this person, if they need it in this moment, is that going to compromise my position, my safety, whatever, you know? Now, this is outside of the realm of family or or people that use you, right? I'm not talking about when friends roll up or not friends now. Friends wouldn't do it now, but friends from the past would be like, can I get 50 bucks? Can I get 50 bucks? And I'm like, I don't have 50 bucks to send you to never see it again. Because when I'm giving somebody a dollar, you know, on the street, whatever, I'm not planning on ever seeing that dollar again. But it goes back to what you said, that deficit mindset, when it's just like, I don't have enough to give you one. And yet people will complain about the top 1% and how they should be contributing billions of dollars because they have them. And it's like, look, if you've got $1,000 in your bank account and you can't give one, why would why would someone with 100 million give you 1,000, right? Like this idea that other people owe us but we don't owe anybody else because we don't have enough. And it's and this is built into our bodies. Mm-hmm. This is all of these systems and all of these feelings and sensations and all of this stuff. This is built into our bodies, and we adhere to these to these uh, to these systems and all of this crap around money. And it really doesn't make any difference, really. I mean, I haven't I haven't you know every time I've given a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars to somebody. I've never gone into the poor house, <laughs> you know. I've well, never... and to be perfectly honest, the times in my life I've been that broke, that wasn't going to save me. That five bucks, that one buck, because when I was that broke, when I was that hard up, at that point, it was like doesn't even matter, you know. Like 
I, I'm so screwed at this point. I'm going to have to hustle and figure something out. But if this person, if that dollar is going to, you know, make, break, whatever, I just decided that is not my responsibility to figure out. I check in with my body. Some people ask me for money. I say no. <clears throat> you know, and in Austin, we have a lot of homeless people standing on the freeways, living in the freeways. we got a lot of tent cities and stuff. And I don't sit and spend energy trying to figure out what they're going to spend it on. I see them. I, if I see someone, if it's on my way, if I've got change, or I got dollar, I've got money in my pocket, I give it. Why? Because I trust that I will have everything that I need and more. And I see the trickle down. You know what I mean? Like if I'm looking up or out to receive abundance, for me to then withhold with this like miserly, you know, like, well, but I don't have enough miserly yeah i don't know is that a word i mean it sounds like a miser miserly miser <laughs> so you know and you know to bring it back around to what you were saying um in brooklyn i used to take the the homeless people around in the neighborhood for lunch like i mean the, like, the people in our neighborhood knew you well, I mean, they, that's why they yeah, knew me. And they knew me because it would be like, yo, man, can I get a quarter? I'd be like, let me buy you lunch, man. What's going on? And I would sit down with, with, with people and I would sit down and I would ask them, what's going on? What's your life story? How'd you get this way? And they'd be like, nobody ever asked me this stuff. And I would ask them. And then like, I have this slew of people that are always looking out for me, always looking out for you. They know the streets. They know how thing, things move. Nothing ever happened to us um, because people were always looking out for us. It's like these are human beings. And if we're going to talk about uplifting humanity and 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 really getting in touch with all human beings and uplifting all of us, then we have to we have to face the people that don't have homes. We have to face the people that maybe are homeless and have substance abuse issues. All of these things, people who are who who are traumatized, people who have mental uh mental issues around a lot of stuff. We have to be able to uplift these people. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is to create a dialogue. And if I don't have money, I'll roll up at the highway, at the stop, at the stoplight. And somebody will be like, yo, can I get a quarter? I'll be like, listen, man, I don't have any money, but could you use a hug? And they'll be like, yeah. And I'll get out the car and I'll give them a hug. These are human beings. And sometimes we forget based off of status that people are human beings. Or we the discomfort of seeing somebody, you know, like that's a pattern that I watched myself have to work through was the avoidance of like eye contacts. It's like, oh, I don't want him to come over here and think that I have money because maybe I don't have any, you know what I mean? I don't want him to feel bad or whatever. Instead of, even if someone walks over to me and I, hey, do you have any change, you know, or, or can I get some money? I'm like, look, I don't have any money on me. You know, I just want to let you know, you know, whatever. What I just follow my instinct with shit. Mm -hmm. But it is that how often people avoid the discomfort of someone else that's different than them, whether it's homeless or other, um, you know, ment I, I mean, I don't like the word mental illness, but just, you know, different mental capacities that our society deems as well, some people disabled. Have, yeah, some people have mental issues. I mean, issues around being able to process stuff and, and things and from trauma. And and trauma. And it has yeah. to do a lot with body and physiology. It's yeah. not, it's not, these, these aren't, these are very intricate people you know with complicated situations this is and a lot hyper intelligent it's just where where was the intelligence focused right and so you know removing the judgment from how we how we deal with people and this is again you know we talk about mentor in the mirror are you judging people and judgment you know for me can be really faulty and uh it's a you know when you when we prejudge people it's prejudice and it leads to a lack of understanding and fear and this is why a lot of people fear homeless people because they do not 
know what's going on. They don't know the situation. They don't they don't get the full gist of what's going on. They don't understand what happened to this person, why they became homeless, uh, you know, what happened in their childhood, what happened with their parents. Did they even have parents? Mm-hmm. Were they abused? Were they raped? What, what happened? And nobody's taking the time to ask. I mean, some people are. I am. You are. But, you know, I, I think as a, as a human race, if we're really talking about uplifting, you know, aside from all this money shit and helping people to uplift themselves in their homes, what about these people who are out here who don't have all the, who don't have many resources and then they're looking for whatever resource they can get so we put them down even more? I mean, look, you know? there were times in my life when I look back, if it wasn't for support and some community that I created for myself, I, you know, I had people to help me support to help support me through some times that otherwise, like I was running out of options. But at the end of the day, I was still a white woman for one. On the other, you know, plus I was an attractive woman for two. So finding someone to let me crash on their couch was a lot easier for a month while I was trying to get it together because 20 years ago, almost 18 years ago, I was living by myself in New York City. I didn't have community, you know, and if it wasn't for John Zay, there was a six week period I had to crash on his couch. And I've couch surfed and I've not had a home and I've done all of that stuff. And I I have never ignored the fact that I did have privilege and at the same time was still the victim of many dangerous things as a result of where I was finding myself. So it's like really looking at how fortunate not only what I look like is, but also resiliency and factors that not everybody has. Nope. Nope. And so I will do what I want with whatever I have mm-hmm. in my, and that includes my food, my money, my water, my property, whatever it is. If I feel like giving it to somebody, I'm going to give it to them. Yep. And I don't care what anybody else has to say. I've given I'm, people sweaters I was wearing. Like me too. I've given people my shirt off yep. my back and, 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 uh, in the subway, you know, well, and, and it I've gets done... cold here too, man. Like we'll have some of those cold fronts come through. It's no joke, bro. And if they don't, you know, a lot of people have phones. But if they don't have a phone, some of the weather warnings will go from 75 degrees down to 35 degrees. And people, if they're not equipped for it, it can really, uh, it can be dangerous for people. And like you said, there's plenty of things that I have that I would survive without. And I am privileged to have, to even know the experience of being without. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm interested in changing the way we do dynamics on this planet. And that includes with people with money, with people without money, with people with food, without food, with homes, without homes. I'm interested in human beings and the upliftment of each and every individual on this planet. So if that's what it got to take, that's what it got to take. And I'm, I'm at this, place, this point in my life, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about what I do. But I'm, I do welcome your perspective. Shit, tell me your, your perspective. That doesn't mean I give a shit about it. It doesn't mean I'm going to take it on as law. So if a person gives me shit about giving somebody money, my money, that my hard-earned money, <laughs> or money that somebody else gave me easily, right. it doesn't make any difference. I'm going to do it because that's what I see fit, and that's what I feel connected to. And I listen to my body. You know, all the work that I've done on my body, when my body says to do something, I, I lean in and I do it. And it always opens things up into marvelous places. So I encourage you to take a buck out of your pocket and give it to that homeless person and give it to the not homeless person and give it to your homies or whatever. And if somebody keeps coming Treat back- Treat your friend to lunch from time to time. You know what I mean? It's just like this, the more that you are ruled by, you don't have enough. That will forever be your experience. And just to experience not having enough, you are already privileged to know what it is to have. Right. Because you can't feel without if you've never felt with. Well, yeah, that's awesome. 
Thank you. Yeah. And you know this. If it's not from without, if it, if it if ain't from never, within, it's without. Yeah, I mean, if you've never, if you never had, then there's nothing to lose. Like there's no feeling of loss. Yeah. And you know something that we say all the time is, if you preach being woke, if you preach like light loves, you know, sending positive energy, all of that stuff, that is not being woke. If it is at your convenience, whether it's emotional convenience, physical convenience, whatever, you may be woke, bitch. You have not got out of bed. Get out of the bed if that's what you're going to preach, you know. And that's something that over, especially over the last couple of years as we've talked about it, we hear people say all the time, they're talking the talk, but we're watching. You know, I see you. I see you. And it's crazy how many times someone's riding in the car with us and they're like, wow, you guys are like, the real deal. <laughs> All like, the time. Yeah, we're like, no, this is actually how we are. Like, we know the dudes that stay on the same corner because we give them money constantly, yeah. consistently. Yeah. Even in New York, same thing, man. I was giving away 20 bucks a month on a bare minimum, just like dollar here, dollar there, yeah. in the subway, whatever. Yeah. It is not, it's none of my business. Yeah, I, but I've had people say, oh, I gave that guy money yesterday. So what? Yeah, so what? So what? I give him money today. I give him money tomorrow. If I can, I'll do it. Even even if I have don't have all of the money for my rent yet, at least I have somewhere to pay rent. And the fear of not having enough, first of all, they can't even kick you out right away. So, you know, I <laughs> Look, mean, we could, anyway, semantics. Christina, Christina Wise teaches in, 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 her, uh, in her Wealthy Wealthy uh, Curbs course about money being able to flow in. It has to flow in and it has to flow out. Holding on to money with this iron grip. It's like taking is, a deep breath, no exhale, man. Yeah, it's like money is supposed to flow in and it's supposed to flow back out. So if you're putting a blockade in, in the flow of your money in both in, in one direction, it may not be able to flow back in. So just be mindful of that. There is a dynamic with money. And if you haven't heard of Christina Wise, uh, she was on one of our very first podcasts. And, yeah, I think she uh, was like between the fifth and tenth episode. It was pretty early. Yeah, it's Christina with a K and two S's. Christina Wise. Or Christina.com. K-R-I-S-S-T-I-N-A. Yeah. Com. And she uh, she teaches about money and wealth dynamics. She's pretty, pretty awesome. Like the most solid thing I learned from her is that you cannot income your way to wealth. You just making more money. So if you're in the hustle, you're in the grind, you're like, I just need to make more money. I just need to make more money. Well, guess what? We did. And then we made more money. And then we made more money. And then we spent a lot more money. And we took her course, <laughs> which curbs, which was absolutely epic. Yeah, good and stuff. it's a game changer for us as far as money is concerned. And just understanding money and how it flows in and flows out. That energetic flow, like you really gotta learn it. So as you, you know, as you're sitting with your day today, as you pass people, we're not even saying you have to start going and like throwing your money everywhere, but observe what happens in your body when you pull up next to someone on the freeway, when you pass them on the street, do you notice you look away? Do you notice you look down? Do you notice the judgments that come out that, that you're thinking, that you're saying, you know, whatever? You can learn a lot about yourself, your conditioning, and the societal constructs that you're currently adhering to, um, even if it's unconsciously. Yep. By becoming conscious of it, yep. that's where true transformation yeah, lies. Yeah, and it, it comes from actually knowing, you know, knowing what's happening with your physiology. If a homeless person, if you're in New York City and, and, a, and a homeless person walks on the subway, do you roll your eyes? Does your lips get all funky? Or your body get Does tight? Does your body get tense? Mm -hmm. Do you like... <sighs> You know, are you huffing and puffing? What's going on with you? Uh, you know, is the smell of this person inconvenient for you? Do you move? Do you snarl? Do you, what, what goes on with your body? And just check in with yourself. And the one person who can really tell you what's going on more than anybody else is that person in the mirror. 
Your greatest mentor is in the mirror at all times. So we we encourage you to feel into things when 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 panhandlers come around. What does it feel like in your body? Where did this come from? Where is it rooted? Where did it start? Why am I behaving this way? Why am I thinking this way? What's going on with me? And once you start to pull in awareness of what's going on and where all of this stuff comes from, then you can make shifts in your life to cement things in or unglue things and get them out of your life for good. So as always, you know, if you haven't already pause for a second, review the show, you know, leave us five stars. Tell us what you think. What's your takeaway? If you haven't shared this episode with all of your friends, do it, you know, or just the show in general. This is how we wake people up. This is how we get in alignment, how we get support, how we start having more challenging or just more honest conversations. So rate review, subscribe, Subscribe, share share with with all your friends. And until next time, my name is Cole. My name is Ty. This is Mentor Mentor in in the the mirror. Mirror. Be free. free.